Shredder! Thanks, Raph. I may never have hiccups again. Hello! Welcome to the Movie Mixtape! This is episode 44, and it's me, Dirk, and it's my friend, Marcy. Marcy, how are you doing? Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm just I laughing at you, that's, that's all. Never ready, never ready for these introductions still. Never ready though, we spent uh, an hour and 15 minutes prepping to that moment just before the introduction. But how are you? How is America? Is it still a functioning country? It never was. And <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just very, very tired. So, Well, hello to everybody listening to this, the movie mixtape. Um, we're going to get into this episode, the episode, what we're going to cover in a minute, but... There is somebody lingering in this room with us, Marcy. Is there not? Yes. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. It's been one long, continuous laugh since you got oh. off the air. Oh, I've been laughing this whole time. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? Talking in my earphones It is only Mikey P. Mikey P, how the flipping heck are you doing? I mean, I don't know if we should mention it, but there was a whole long audition that you guys did where you guys stood behind desks like judges, a la America's Got Talent, and you had everybody audition for the third seat in here. I thought I had a, you know, an advantage doing the art, but no, you guys put me through the ringer. Porca Blasto, he was mm-hmm. me and him were like in the final, the mm-hmm. final neck and neck, and uh, thank you. I think everybody dropped out. They just got tired <laughs> of your antics. I was the only one still putting up with it, so I'm honored to be sitting in the third seat. And winning your competition. Wait a minute. Are we telling the podcast world right now that the movie mixtape moving forward has three permanent hosts? My face hurts from smiling so much. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yes. Yes, we are. That's it. It's official. It's out there. Can't take it back. Mikey just got up and left his desk. (laughs) Did a lap. Dirk, should we tell Marcy, actually, that... While she was out, we were recording like five episodes. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm out of the podcast. <laughs> and Kablasto comes in and takes oh, my no. seat. <laughs> no, no, no. That is how you come back. That is, people talk about innovation in podcasts. Well, no, we don't innovate. We are podcasts. And we have just added, we have just added the most beautiful human being to our regular lineup. Mikey P, welcome to the movie mixtape, the official third host me and marcy we were in long detailed discussions with you and your team your lawyer your lawyers and your legal staff but we came to an agreement and thank goodness here we are arbitration's over contract is signed (laughs) 
no going back now. <laughs> so. I'm honored. I'm super pumped. I'm su- I'm super happy. So are we. This. We're so excited. Yeah, I mean, you're still producer, so you get That's to right. yell at us. Like I said the other yeah. day, you still get to yell at us every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Don't oh, be yeah. afraid but, to do but, it. But there's no more money, okay? So it's producing mm. art duties and host for the same the same the same right. basic wage. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's I'm also, how America f- works. I'm also CFO, so I'm controlling the money. So we're gonna take some out of your paycheck and put it. <laughs> I've no idea what CFO means, so that's fine. I'm just a simple man. I'm a simple means. But what are we doing this episode, Marcy? You tell us. Well, I think Mikey should tell us since this is kind of our well, it's a continuation of the last mixtape we left off on which is like present related, but we're going now with birthday presents. And Mikey, you should tell us why we're going with birthday presents and what we're covering. I think I sent you guys a, a photograph of watching this movie with my kids. I sent it to you. And I think that started our chatter to talking about what this movie meant to me because it was associated with my birthday. When I was, let me see, I turned 11 years old and this movie came out that same weekend. I turned 11. And I had a birthday party where we decorated t-shirts with puffy paint. And on that t-shirt, I made a Michelangelo holding some nunchucks. And we all went to the movie theater to see Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, in our puffy shirts. (laughs) And shout out to the kid that sat in front of me, about my age, who I didn't know, turned around a whole 180 in a seat to look at me, looked at me with a furrowed brow, like... Either he was super jealous that I had a cool Ninja Turtle shirt or he thought this was the biggest dork I've ever seen <laughs> going to a Ninja Turtle movie wearing a self-designed shirt of his making. But that was my birthday party when I was 11. I was watching the movie. We did the first one. So we were doing Secret of the Ooze. This is how you come back, okay? This is the yeah. best way to come back. That's right. We are doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the use as a final episode for our Christmas present mixtape, but this is not a Christmas present. Oh no, it's a Mikey P birthday present. And Mikey, if you'd have walked into a UK cinema with that homemade shirt on, with those nunchucks displaying in the UK, you'd have been banned. You'd have been kicked out, Crazy. kicked out of that auditorium, and told to go back to mm-hmm. America with your ninja skills. What do you oh, think that's about right. that? Ninja Heroes. Was it still called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles or something over there when this movie came out? Well, the out? cartoon, yeah, the cartoon was called Hero Turtles all the time. And the newer versions of the cartoon are called Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. But we, do, we don't need to get into that now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that is funny that you mentioned the, uh, the UK not being able to say it. One of the things I saw, cause, <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, let's just get into it. <laughs> Super not like the first one at all. There were they the first one's a smash hit, but it was super dark. They wanted this one more. They got a lot of angry, I guess, emails. Not emails, letters and phone calls. <laughs> Nineteen ninety one emails. Mikey, and it was telegrams on telegrams, horseback. That's right. Carrier you know, pigeon. Paperboy paper just took in yeah. newspapers through windows. So the first thing, most noticeable thing, is that they don't use their weapons at all. They tone down the violence. Uh, it still works, but this was um, a more general audience movie, I think, we can all say. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Watching it, so I knew from my childhood that I saw this one way more than the first one growing up. 
<laughs> and I never knew why. And then on this watch, I was like, oh, this is definitely more for kids. It's pretty straightforward story. There's not like, you know, there's not a lot of like, oh, uh, his son left and joined the Foot Clan, blah, 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 subplot type of thing. You know, no Casey either. Uh, mm. And I don't know. I, I, I definitely saw this one a lot more than the first one mm. growing up. I don't know if that was the case for you guys, too. Well, I, I had a very real memory that this movie was junk and that I wasn't going to um, watch <laughs> it uh, again after being a kid. Um, but has my opinion changed? Has it? Mm. Who can say? <laughs> I can say, and I will say on this podcast. But we have jumped We have jumped ahead of time because, Mikey, you've not my done bad. your synopsis. What? I'm doing a synopsis. Ah. Welcome. All right. <laughs> All right. Listen, listen. I have written a synopsis. If you want me to do one, please. Because you please. you told me and Marcy fifteen thousand times today you weren't doing a synopsis, and so I didn't. I did not trust you to bring something to the table. Good that's thing. what. Never trust me. Do you know why? Because you're the new guy. You're the new kid. <laughs> I'm just gonna do Nothing this every hazed. week. Now, yeah. I'm going to just say and I'm I, not doing it until Dirk does it. So. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know if I can trust you yet, all right? So I prepared a synopsis. Do you want to do one or shall I do this? I don't mind. Please, don't haze me yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. This is a synopsis for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Hi, April O'Neil here. A lot has changed since the first film. I have a new boss at the TV station. I broke up with my boyfriend, I think, and I have a new f- and I have a new face. Um, oh life my. is pretty full on right now. The turtles and Splinter are hiding out from the Foot Clan in my apartment, so that's fun. The Foot are well annoyed that the guys and my ex-boyfriend, you know whatever his name was, straight up killed Shredder, like deaded him, murdered, murdered to dead. Ain't no coming back from falling off a very tall building straight into a compacting garbage truck. Whoops. I mean, if you told me he wasn't dead, I'd say you were one slice short of a pizza. Anywho, I caught Donnie doing weird things with my mop, so I was super grateful when the lad started to look into this ooze, right? And I tr- and, and tried to discover its secret. I didn't even know an ooze could have a secret. I guess it's a really private residue. And with just a bow staff, yo-yo, tie, and sausages, my boys will ninja their way to the truth. Along the way, they'll make friends with a fat-shaming pizza boy. (laughs) (laughs) Vanilla vanilla iced latte, and a few people you thought were going to be other people, but weren't. Yet, strangely, are also very similar to the original people you thought they were going to be, I think. (laughs) Very good. But one thing is for sure, we will never see Shredder again. Because he is dead. That is the synopsis for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. I thought you were going to say, we'll never know if Shredder's still alive because nobody watches the third movie. Mm. Oh, thank you, April. So, Mikey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, April, for turning up to that. God bless you with your new face. Um, so, so, I, 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 I want to know more, Mikey, about how 
because you, listening to the episode that we did on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you were so you were so into that being a representation of the comic, as, as <laughs> I think we all were when we were talking about it. And as as we've already said on this, this ain't a representation of the comic, really, is it? So, I mean, when you'd seen this the first time, how were you feeling? I mean, good. It was my birthday. No, it was... <laughs> I mean, um, it is weird that the first one was so ch- so direct to the comic, and that Steve Barron was the director, and and he really like uh, championed to be close to that comic, and that's why Eastman and Lair love it. And they found out he wasn't doing this in the movie. They wanted to the producers wanted to make it as quick as possible. They didn't think this mm. franchise would last. Like the mo- the first one came out in 1990. This movie came out in 1991. I think they it was like a six month shoot or something like that. And it's weird, like the test of time, like how much we watch it now, let's say, or if we watch it over the years, and that they it was of the time. They just were trying to do something so quick. April you mentioned has a different face. It was Judith Hogue who just was when she was doing press tour. She was like, man, they work those stunt guys so much. That it was like six six hour days, uh, six days a week, and they used to kill them. And the producers didn't like her talking out about it, so they were just like, "We'll get somebody else to do April," mm. which is a weird, weird decision. It's very reactionary, and you wonder what else was going on behind the scene. Um, and the other thing too, you said like it doesn't follow the comic at all. They just said we're going to do something brand new, which is weird. Like Eastman and Larry, I thought had control over this, and they were like, "We're going to do something completely, write a brand new script." And go for it. And Eastman Alaris is like, we have material. And when you have this um, this scientist, you would you mm-hmm. automatically think like Baxter Stockman, which was like the next story in the comic where it would have been an easy transition to go to like a different villain. But, you know, they bring Shredder back, which is oh, another weird. <laughs> they wanted to keep it as close to, the, as close to the cartoon. So it's a yeah. weird balance where, you know, to their defense, it's like a mega, mega hit. So they have to strike where the iron's hot, but they kind of abandon all the things that worked so well about the first one. Yeah, it doesn't seem to make any any sense to me in a way. I know there were a lot of complaints because of the violence, but they made so much money. Strange to me that they wouldn't have faith in continuing that format uh, um, onwards because, like you said, such a quick turnaround, wasn't it? So quick so quick like one year later marty what you said this is your favorite i think is it your favorite um so of the turtle film? yeah i actually have never seen the whole third one but that's okay i think um but it, <laughs> this one so i didn't read the comics like you guys but i did watch the cartoon and if you think about it i'm not trying to like age shame anybody but yeah I wasn't even one yet when this came out, but remember how long it would take for a VHS to come out? Like, years, okay? So by the time this was on VHS, I was probably, like, three, and I remember renting it, and I think we did rent the first one, but we rented this one all the freaking time. I don't know why we just didn't buy it, but this one's definitely more fun, and I think because I loved the cartoons so much, I loved this one growing up. And then the first one... I liked, but, you know, you don't realize until you're older, like, how different they are. And it makes sense why, when I was little, I liked the second Mm -hmm. one so much more than Mm -hmm. the first one. But, I mean, they're still both very good, in my opinion. But that's my opinion, so. Yeah, I will say, I do like the slapstick stuff. Even though it wasn't, like, I remember as a kid, like, man, why isn't Leonardo using those katanas? But it was still fun. Like, they mm-hmm. still seemed... The only consistency, I feel like, are where the Turtles' characters, I guess, and yeah. their personalities came out. And they allowed that to shine, which I thought worked. 
still. And we also finally get a good Donatello voice, which is really important. Uh, well, the reason we got it is because Corey Feldman was in his a rehab stint, and we were worried that it would have like negative publicity around the movie. But, Always mm. find a silver lining. There it is. We got yeah, a good Donatello voice out of it. But, yeah, so Corey was the voice of Donatello in the first film, wasn't he? And Marcy, noted hater of Corey Feldman as the voice of Donatello. Just not, he's not Donatello. He comes back for the third one. That's probably why I've never finished the third one, if I'm being honest. So, But you hit on the mask, though. The, the Donatello mask was so weird in this one. His lips, he was the only one that would look so different. The Donatello freaks me out. <laughs> I love Donatello. I didn't even notice. I didn't, <laughs> but so you, Mikey's Mikey, you hit. honed in on those turtle lips. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you hit on something there, Mikey. I think that the the characterization of the turtles is just the same as the first film. It's exactly the same, which I think makes, even though there's some changes in maturity levels, mm-hmm. um, violence, uh, a few other things, I think it still feels like a continuation of that first movie. And it feels like sure. the same characters. It, I know we get a different April and, you know, we can talk about, that till the cows come home about the difference between those those two characters but the turtles and splinter they feel like that we're watching the same people that we watched in the first film to me anyway well what's cool too is like as a kid watching it too we have this kino character who kind of like replaced casey um mm-hmm. which was great because it's like you get he you see through his eyes discovering the turtles um and producer extraordinaire ian de borja he's a um <laughs> i will call him like an asian ambassador for western films and he speaks uh, beautifully about um, Rufio and Hook. And here we have Ernie Reyes Jr., a Filipino actor. Uh, Ian, he's the host of uh, Sinanas. You could check that out. And he, he spoke eloquently about it. Um, but Ernie Reyes Jr. Is, is, was the stunt double for Donatello in the first movie. And they gave him this chance to kind of be the pizza boy, the fat-shaming pizza boy. I'm glad you mentioned that. Too. Um, who he was kind of a jerk, though, wasn't and- he? He was a jerk. <laughs> he gave it back. That's Dirk, you gotta understand. That's how it happens in New York. Some you know, a girl uh, gives you gruff, you gotta give it back to her, and you gotta put, you know I, get it. I don't know. This is the nineties. <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, being yeah, a British but... I'm being a British gentleman. I'm trying. <laughs> I probably would have laid I agree. my coat. I was like, oh I, my god. I would have laid my coat down on a puddle or something. I was like covering me as ears when he said that line. I was like, Don't let a boy talk to you like that. Um <laughs> But I say what you will about this movie. That first intro is great when he goes down into oh, this like underground mall subway thing, and then they come out behind him with Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they jump out and have that awesome, yeah. Or, or when they put him in the garbage can, they're like, "This is for your own good." Or yeah. I love when they're like, "You go call the cops, and we'll handle this." And by the time he comes back, they're all tied up, or the one guy's like hanging from mm-hmm. the ceiling and everything. Yeah. But it made me it made me think of the again. I know, I'm not going to do the comparisons all the way through. But the, in the first film, the first fight was in darkness, and we didn't really see it, did mm. we? You know, it seems like a direct contrast and and statement rebuttal to that. In Great that we, we, we see yeah. them actually ninjaing and having fun. All right, we see sausage nunchucks, yo yos, <laughs> and Donatello pretending to be some kind of inflatable. I don't know, punch bag. <laughs> but I had a really, I, I had a really great time watching that first mm-hmm. action sequence. And Ernie Reyes Jr. Jr. is incredible, mm-hmm. incredible mm-hmm. Uh, martial art action star in in this film as the pizza boy. What Kino? But all the turtles are just having the best time of their lives, aren't they? Yeah, he's explosive too. Yeah, and I think like they, he was like 
you know, they get over the shock of the turtles, and he felt like the first, the fifth turtle. And mm-hmm. I really do love his relationship with Raph, where they have this idea to infiltrate. <laughs> I like that idea, like the footer. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're on the streets in New York, there's a word going around that they're looking for kids with martial art moves and uh, how he goes undercover with Raph, and and they infiltrate the foot. I really like that that little plot. Mm-hmm. So we have the pizza boy who's kind of, he meets the turtles in the first scene and then kind of stick tags along for the rest of the movie. Um, but yeah, he tries to infiltrate the Foot Clan to, what was the aim of that? To try and find where they were, where they got the use. I think they'd had the use already yeah, by that right. point, hadn't that's they? Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing I loved about that is not just Raph being in full view when he's hiding behind those barrels to try and give, <laughs> give Kino the, the, the advice, but the final test to get into this evil criminal organization <laughs> full of mean martial artists is remove as many bells as you can <laughs> off this mannequin in 15 seconds, but don't make a sound. <laughs> can I tell oh. you how I tried to pickpocket people without them noticing after oh gosh, this movie and then like co-pockets? Yeah, because that's mm-hmm. a ninja move. You got to be able to take things out. That's how you mm-hmm. be a ninja. We don't have enough to cover your bail. I can't believe you're... <laughs> You're telling this story. <laughs> well, yeah, the so, whole point is the secret of the use, and that's the other plot going on in this, is that they, um, there's this, what is it? Like, they have, like, the, I love the big growing flower. That I love when Shredder has it, because it looks so funny when Shredder's carrying that big dandelion. It's yeah. like, oh, you gave that sweet man flowers. Look at that. <laughs> great prop it was it was so cool i loved it shredded a man wearing the biggest helmet in the world (laughs) with the biggest dandelion in the world that was a different shredder too i didn't realize until i saw the it was like shredder in wonderland that's what it looked like oh yeah (laughs) shredder's back somehow that's like the star wars pal uh, like somehow palpatine has returned oh my gosh i i can buy shredder coming back more though i love when his hand popped up though in the what was it was it the like dumpster area it kind of reminded me of like jason Voorhees or freddy krueger like whenever Mm, they just kind of pop back up and it i remember being scared of shredder in Mm. this movie when i was little especially when he becomes the giant shredder at the end i was really scared because they even say like what happened to your face and i was like i don't want to see his face i don't want to see his face and like luckily you never see his face really they keep it pretty covered the whole time it felt almost evil deadish when the the hand is rising out of the ground with the shredder when he comes back mm-hmm. because it felt it almost felt stop motion. I don't know what he was doing with his hand, but it was very jerky <laughs> kind of movements that really exaggerated it. I loved it, Marcy too. I was it, into it that. fell asleep. You know, like when your hand falls asleep and you have to like oh, try yeah. to. <laughs> That's what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah, just to kind of summarize the first bit then. <laughs> So we get reintroduced to the Turtles. They're in April's apartment, hiding from the Foot Clan. Um, but then there's a new story about the scientists. What is it, Mikey? Uh, TGRI? TGRI? This one, I think, is... They kept TGRI, yeah. TGRI. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a the new story that April's covering about how they're cleaning up all their their waste. Splinter reminisces and realizes that's the use that turned them into who they are. And so the next bit of the film is them trying to discover more about that. I I guess, but but as you said, um, I thought when I was watching it even this time, and that scientist got introduced, that was going to be Baxter. Yeah, the the, the scientist. Why so that was the first be? time. That was the yeah. first time they got me. 
I thought, well, oh, there's Baxter. Oh, no, it's not. It's some guy called, uh, what is he, Perry? Professor Perry. <laughs> Professor, Professor Perry. Perry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought. So I, that was the first time you're like, oh, they, they yeah. sort of had you up there expecting to see something from the, the cartoon even. Right. I know he's in the comics as well, but he's in the cartoon, isn't he? Right. You didn't get it. And then, then right. a, a similar thing happens later on. When you were a kid in the cinema, did you feel that? Can you remember? 100%. 100%. Because <laughs> in the cartoon, Baxter Stockman was white also too. So just like they were fun. Yeah. <laughs> in the comic, he's black. Um, yeah. I actually read a trivia, which I never knew, was that he was going to be an Utron, Utron, which is like the planet that Krang is from. And like in the cartoon, you know, like they were, they inhabit like android bodies, and you were going to see that at the end, and that would be like a cool reveal, even too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why they went so completely different. Even um, so, they use this. Uh, I'm jumping all over the place, but when they use the like use the ooze, even too, like as a kid, I'm like, Bebop and Rocksteady, obviously they're going to be Bebop and Rocksteady, <laughs> and so obvious. it wasn't. It would well, Kevin Eastman and Pierre Lyre, That was the one thing they said. They were like it. It doesn't feel like the comic. I don't want them in this movie, and so they made two completely new characters, with the the wolf and the another snapping another turtle. turtle. I yeah, that used to annoy me when I was little. I was like, really, another turtle? <laughs> like, that's Could it. Could they slash? They made a brand new one. They just made a brand new turtle. Can I say something about the doctor? Do you know who he reminds me of? Uh, Doctor Connors from Spider Man, especially because mm. he's like experimenting with like not animals, but it's it's similar to. What That's he's true. doing really when cool. he becomes the lizard. That's what this really reminded me of. That's what I got more vibes from. So, yeah, my kids kept saying that too. Like, is he bad? Is he good? Is he good or is he bad? <laughs> yeah, and you, I was you like, don't know, no, do you? Good. Why do you think he's bad? Yeah, well, That's because true. he kind of he kind know. of goes along with Shredder at the beginning, yeah. and, and I know there's always so <laughs> we talked about these dandelions before, right? But these <laughs> dandelions are key. You've got to understand these orange dandelions are key. So a member of the Foot Clan masquerading as a cameraman for April f- takes a massive dandelion to Shredder, as Marcy said, and they <laughs> and they put two and two together and realize, hold on, massive dandelions, we can probably make mutant animals out of this. <laughs> and then so they go and capture the scientists, get the ewes for to make their not Bebop and not Rocksteady, um, Toka and Razor the turtle and the wolf, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of where we're up to with that. But from what I can understand is, yeah, they didn't want Bebop and Rocksteady in it. Uh, Laird and what's the other guy called Eastman, isn't it? Laird and Eastman, mm-hmm. because like you said, they didn't want um, it to be cartoony. But then the reason it wasn't Baxter was because they couldn't afford it. They couldn't <laughs> afford to do the oh. the little mouser robots oh, that they wanted easy. to have. Mm. So because we were talking about how quick of a turnaround it was, like within a year, and I think the budget was less than the first film, which was not a massive budget, they were like, well, we can't afford all these little robots knocking around, so we'll turn the scientist into some other guy, and guess what? Here comes Shredder back from the dead again. <laughs> I think that's how we ended up... Mm. Where that's interesting are. too i saw like the budget most of the budget went to the soundtrack they wanted to <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. they wanted that to be pumped up and also uh jim that jim henson company still worked with them but brian yeah. henson dropped out because he um that they dropped the director steve Barron. so like they and yeah. so like he refused to do it because everybody was they loved what he brought to the table speaking of henson i really liked i don't remember this from being little but the beginning it says in memory of jim henson and that yeah. was really cool to see mm. 
Yeah, I think the la- I think the first yeah, I think that was his last movie was the first intro movie. Yeah. That We've he kind out. of come full circle with this mix actually because it started with a Muppet Christmas Carol and that was the oh, first wow. Muppet movie after Jim Henson passed away and Kablasa really gets into that like he really knows a lot about that and now here we are like wow. yeah it bookends look at us hey oh, wait the Muppet Crypt oh that was the last Muppet movie worked on that was what? the no that was okay. the one right after he had passed away yeah. like that was uh, the first one to happen uh, okay. after he passed that's right and then that's this right. probably what happened the year after he passed so Christmas Carol's 92 yeah and this is 91 so this is and I think he passed away in 90 correct so mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, that was a great episode. I did listen to it. I did watch that movie too for the art, by the way. <laughs> <Or dark. laughs> I did listen well, to that. What are, you, what are some of your favorite bits? Marty, what's, what would, what's some of your favorite bits? Because you're, a, you're a, an avid watcher of this film. Oh, man. If we're going to talk about the ooze, whenever they're in that secret lab and they're trying to see if all the bottles are gone or whatever... And Don Donatello's like typing on that computer. He's got like these sausage giant turtle fingers. How is he typing on that computer? <laughs> it is a thing of beauty. That whole scene. Oh, it's such a nice sound though. Like that sound is so therapeutic. Like I could like you know Chuck always talks about. Well, he was talking about his keyboard for a little bit on Bat and Spider. And I'm like Chuck, just like give us some audio of it, please. Like I need it. I need it. I'm like an addict, please. I love that sound so much. It's so relaxing. So I could listen to Donatello with his big turtle fingers like type away. The funny thing about YouTube thing where you just put it on and you just put like uh, it's like a loop of just Donatello (laughs) typing. You can study to it. Uh, But the funny thing was when Donatello pointed across the room and went, "Oh, look at that!" I thought he was pointing at some like ooze or something. Then he sits down at the computer. Donatello, mate, you're not going to get anything out of that. (laughs) But yeah, there he is, slap, 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 slap. All those numbers come down. It's like, oh, what does it? (laughs) What does it say? Div- yeah, ref- disposed. disposed 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 active disposed. yeah active yeah. oh but i will say Genius. they do kind of make donatello more the smart nerdy one in this mm. one and that's yeah. how i know donatello i know you guys said he's like not really like that more in the cartoon than the comic but that's how i grew up with donatello and that's why he's my yeah. favorite so me too i think me too marcy don't don't slight me there i think i would always have yeah. in my head donatello is the the smart guy isn't it in the team <laughs> if we were going to give people their their characteristics donatello is is the smart guy i love that scene in that lab so much <laughs> the look of the lab first of all is amazing it looks like an enlarged version of a TARDIS inside, <laughs> like with this central sort of computer sort of area. But then when all the kind when all the foot come in, so mm-hmm. so they've gone there to try and get this final canister of ooze, or, or or well they don't know it's a final canister at that point, but they're getting this last canister of ooze, and the foot are there at the same time to to try and get it. And my goodness, when the foot arrive and they're just. I don't know if you caught it, but in the background, instead of fighting the turtles, some of them are just dancing. Some of them are just just dancing on like the mezzanine. Just like, I'm not quite sure what they do. Why they thought that was intimidating. If I were a ninja, that's what I'd be doing. (laughs) It's like, like, listen, mate, we had to, we had to pick a load of bells off a mannequin to get here. So we're going to, we're going to enjoy dancing right now. With the bells in our hand. Yeah. Like Morris, Morris dancing. And then what do they do with this radioactive ooze? Oh, they just chuck it around. <laughs> <laughs> they just chuck it around like it's an American football for a bit. 
Oh my gosh. Donatello's the smart one though, Marcy, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. My guy. I will say, on that note though, Donatello does have, Splinter says something like, because it is kind of cool, the story, like this is the same movies that created you. Mm-hmm. And then Splinter's like, Donatello, like what's the matter? And he's, he has like a real ex- existential crisis where he yeah. goes, I thought there'd be more to us. And just like we were. I thought we were special. From, yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought there was special, something special yeah. about us. I thought it was pretty deep. For it's this, really like, sad, actually. Yeah. yeah. And then Splinter, what does Splinter say to him? Like He you- says this because I wrote it down mm-hmm. because it's beautiful. <laughs> Do not confuse the specter of your origin with your present worth, my son. And I, I just like, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. I think we could all learn a little bit from that, couldn't we? Yeah. It, it made me think about, it made me think a little bit about Ray from Star Wars before we got ruined in that final film. Oh, wow. That's a good, <laughs> mm-hmm. good comparison. When I kind of thought she was junk trash, it made it mm-hmm. seem yeah. more, it made it seem more that people from, from, from tiny acorns, giant oaks grow. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that that was maybe. The, I think I'm glad we all picked up on that, didn't we? I think that's probably yeah, not bad for a script profound. written in yeah, not bad for a script written in like three weeks, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. We had a great chat the first time about the first film, thinking about the relationships between like Danny the kid and his dad, and and the relationships mm. between Raphael and Splinter, and and just like those different. Um, mm. Like father son almost uh, mentor uh, student relationships and, and we we don't really get anything like that in this but we got that lovely moment where yeah like you said existential crisis Donatello is like is this is this really the reason is this really the meaning of my life uh, and and Splinter just grounds him and then just says none of that matters what matters is is what you do and mm. and what you what you can do beautiful just mm-hmm. three minutes that was I think wasn't it right. Later mm-hmm. on, Kino's like meditating with him because they have this big fight at the end and Kino's kind of wrestling with, I should be there and help him. And he says, you know, they fight because they have to. You don't have to fight. Like, don't fight if you don't have to. Even though he ends up going and does mm-hmm. like a roundhouse kick at the end. Kino. <laughs> Ke- if I know one thing about Kino, he's just going to do what he wants. All right? <laughs> he was good. I, liked, I thought he was great in this movie, by the way. I thought he was a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like it. What I like about that conversation specifically was Splinter explaining. He says, um, "I have experience. What is it? I have experience, and you have youth. Oh yeah. And yep. the people, who, but the people who are fighting have both. And I was like, flipping X, Splinter, yeah. mate. <laughs> That's why he's you're, a you're, sensei. Exactly. Yeah. That's, That's how he got that, that job. Mm-hmm. But being amazing. <laughs> That's why they got hired." That's right. <laughs> what, what about you, Mikey? Any any other? What what are your favorite bits? So I mentioned you know Kino going undercover, which I thought was great. I do love them rescuing Raph. Uh, so Raph gets captured by the foot, and then the, the other. <laughs> it's kind of similar to the first movie that happens. Like something happens to him, and they have to go find yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, but they do it in a comical way. I gotta oh, I say, <laughs> I gotta say, when I needed my blood pumping when i needed some you know before you go out and play a game and you need something to like pump you up this say what you want (laughs) say what you want but when a fight breaks out in a vanilla ice concert in a club (laughs) like that and everybody gets into it Mm -hmm. and then they start dancing after they beat their opponents i gotta say that's still it still worked i don't i don't care it's vanilla ice i don't care it's like cheesy it was fun (laughs) it was super fun everybody's into it everybody's having a good time (laughs) That song uh, is amazing. It really is, though. 
if you don't watch that film, if you don't mm-hmm. watch that scene, mm-hmm. and are not fully in love with this mm-hmm. movie at that moment, get out of right. town. That's the <laughs> show. Show me your passport because I'm gonna mm-hmm. sh- I'm gonna shred it because mm-hmm. you're not allowed to leave your house and your country anymore. Pun intended. Was shredded. Pun intended. Exactly. Okay. That's why. Right. We well, you want to know why? It's like we know the turtles. We love the turtles, and this is their introduction to like the cool kids. Mm-hmm. And we want them to be liked. And not only that, they are like beloved. And even the cool kids can like the turtles. I and, love when it comes back the at the end too and Shredder, or I'm sorry, Splinter's <laughs> like, so you were full ninja, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he shows the newspaper and it's all of them at the club. <laughs> well, I, have a, I have a few questions about the club. Who, who thought it was a good idea to build that club next to a criminal mm. headquarters? One. One. That's the first question. And two... Apparently, to get into that club, you must be wearing a really nice cardigan. So many, so many, so many nice cardigans. Early '90s clothes is mm-hmm. the best. It's so good. So good. So good. But I, I mean, when the turtles start dancing, mm-hmm. I, 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 I almost, I almost lost consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Dirk, you really fully... have only seen this once? You really just? I, I, I do you know what, Marcy? Full yeah. cards on the table. I can't remember anything about this film wow. before I rewatched it. I, what I what I had in my head was it's got vanilla ice in it. It's bad, <laughs> and and I think and and I thought it was bad because it because everybody knows how good the first film is, and I never watched the second film, so I can't. It can't be good if I never watch it. That's what I had in. That's what I had in my head. Um, genuinely loved this <laughs> when I was watching it. Now, I mean, absolutely had the such a good time watching this film and i think we talked so much in the first when we talked about the first movie about how it was a reflection of the comic but this was Mm -hmm. definitely a reflection of the cartoon and Mm -hmm. so what i'm happy with that because i love the cartoon as well i think it's embracing its campiness and it's fun Mm -hmm. and it just like full throttle for all of it and it this movie is so much fun i i love this second movie (laughs) yeah you can kind of understand how somebody sort of went well people how many people read the comic versus how many people watch the cartoon? I mean, come on, we should probably base it more on the cartoon, right? And and mm. I can I can understand those decisions. I'm glad, kind of glad, we've got the two of them because this they're quite they're quite different, even though mm. the characterization is the same. And so we get to enjoy best of both worlds, mm. and you get to have your first one, which is the comic, and you get to have your second one, which is the cartoon. All right, without Bebop and Rocksteady, which they bait and switched us with. Can I, like, whenever you first get, so it's, what, Razor? Am I saying their names? What are their names? Toka and Razor. Toka and Razor. Okay, well, whenever you first see them, I love whenever Splinter and Shredder both, like, have funny dialogue because they're both so serious the whole time. But whenever, like, Shredder's like, babies, they're just babies. Like, it always makes me laugh so (laughs) Babies. Babies. And then the scientist is like, they're not babies. Well, okay, yeah, but they're not stupid. And then he's like, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. But babies, they're just babies. Like, I could probably say that all the time. <laughs> even, even, even this time when I was watching it, because I've clearly watched it before. Even this time. When I was watching, I was going, oh, it comes Bebop and Rocksteady. I totally oh my forgot. God. Oh, my God. I totally <laughs> forgotten it wasn't Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, my and they... God. And it makes me laugh when he goes, have you found the two most vicious animals you can find? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely and he just found. puts the hose in. 
Yeah. Pour one out I've, for my homies. That's what that looks like. like. I've like I've definitely found the most vicious animals I could find. So you're thinking, all right, he's got like a rhino and a and a warthog here or something, hasn't he? No, he's got like a snapping turtle. Bloody hell. And a and a husky. I mean it says a wolf, but it's not a wolf, is it? It's like a husky. Oh, yeah. Um but, but I mean, God bless them. They tried their best, didn't they? Those well, maybe they just watched the thing because that dog kind of looks like the dog Ooh, from the thing. And that dog is a... terrifying. Okay? Uh-huh. So there you go. The snapping turtle, I still don't know, but you know, what else are you gonna find in New York City? Like, let's be honest. Like it would have made sense if they would have gone to the Central Park Zoo and <laughs> yes. got some animals. A but pigeon. Mas- 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 oh. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, have you have you seen the pigeon movie with Tom Holland, the animated one? No, no, oh, yes, it's I so spies, funny! Spies it disguise. is so funny because it's just pigeons, <laughs> and it's so stupid. Some people are afraid of pigeons. Okay, <laughs> what? Oh, well, you yeah, lived in New York, so yeah, this yeah. this makes total sense. Oh, yeah. oh man! Back off! Wow! But what, but wow. what about what what about an end scene? Toka and Reza, that their final their final bit is when the whole club is singing "Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go," and the turtles are shoving CO two hoses CO two hoses into their mouth to, to mutate them. I was like, "What is this? This is some S and M stuff right now." I don't know what was going on. What 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 a final moment on on cinema for those two characters. Well, you get How to did you feel about that, that Mikey? You get to find the most the wolf and the turtle, yeah, at the very end. Well, that's also like they became, I guess, like characters that they introduced to. Because like when yeah. you play the Turtles in Time video game, you have to fight Token Rezar, and when they're done, they they turn into the wolf and the and the puppy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Mia loves to do that scene. She's she how, loves the puppy and the wolf. How did you feel turtle. when you were watching it on your birthday and it wasn't Bebop and Rocksteady? <sighs> Furious, yeah, you know. It's a little like annoying. Just a couple things. Token Rise I'm fine with. It's the okay. the April thing still kind of bugs me a lot. And what bugs you about that? I think it's just like for continuality. Like it was just like a reactionary thing. Like she's talking shit about us in the press. Nobody would have remembered that. Like for watching this in 2023 or mm-hmm. over the years. Like just keep it consistent. Like it would be like I was imagining if it was like her apartment and it was like, yeah, this is a continuation of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the I other thing say, is Shredder, like. like I don't know. Shredder just bothers me that he comes back. Like I like that he yes. died in the first one, and it's just have a different bad guy. Have it be like the scientist yeah. turns evil, and then he, you know, and he makes the mutants or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, I'm other with than you that, on that. It's fun. I'm with you on the Shredder thing. I I really don't like that 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 he came back, and I mean he was such a damp squib, wasn't he? Like well, nothing. Super Shredder. Oh, that's that's a good scene. That's a that's iconic mm-hmm. though. Seeing him coming through. Not that it was a big battle but, or anything like that, but he looked but, really. Yeah, cool. It wasn't, was it really? But I would have loved a different villain. But I, I like the actress, the new April actress. But she was undersold. I think she didn't have anything yeah. to do, did she? There was no, like, she wasn't yeah, challenging was anyone. Even when she had the interview no. with the scientist, yeah. he was. She was like, "Oh, can I ask you a few more questions?" And he went, "Oh, I've got to go." She went, "All right, fine." Uh, there wasn't any. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't being the April that we saw in the first film. I like the actress. Mm. I thought, you know, she was fine. Yeah. She was, no, no, yeah. nothing against her because, like, I thought she was good. It's just, um, you know, the, the circumstance in which she's there, I guess. 
I like when you first see her in this movie because, you know, it is a different actress. Like, the first thing you hear someone say to her, are you April O'Neil? And, like, so you, then you have to be like, oh, that's <laughs> April. <laughs> like, I didn't even pick up on that. That's so clever, Marcy. <laughs> that is so clever. That's and literally you know the first thing question. she's in. It's the weird guy she lives by, right? Like You know who that is, though, right? Mikey knows. Does he? That's the guy that was in the Leonardo suit? No, it's um I think it's Michelangelo. Oh, okay. Every time of... you see every time you see a short guy appear on the screen <laughs> doing a weird one minute bit, it's a turtle. So I have to say something. I was looking at the full cast of this movie and mm. I didn't see him, but Michael J. White is in yeah. this movie. Yeah, I didn't in, uh, see him though. I I I, I might yeah, yeah. like go and watch it again yeah. to look for him. But when I saw his name pop up, I was like, "What? Michael J. White's in this movie?" He's like an extra. I think yeah, that guy. he played Spawn. He's the Spawn from the original Spawn movie. He's in the oh, Dark Knight. Okay. He's the guy yeah. that in the Dark Knight. I think most people would know him from the Dark Knight, where the Joker's with him and he's like, "Don't say I'm crazy," and like when all like the different gangs are together and then. Um, he puts like the, I think the Joker puts a bounty on his head, right? In the Dark Knight, all, right, but all of that, the... all of that was unnecessary because as soon as you said Spawn, I knew that. Was. <laughs> I but I was saying okay. for our listeners, most people probably oh. know him from the Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah, that's why you're the that's why you're the best, Marcy. That's why you're the best. <laughs> Marcy's one of the people. I love Michael J. White. I was like, oh, I didn't see him, but I saw his name in the credits. I was like, what? And I got so excited. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again and look for him this time. So do you know? Who the <laughs> yeah? Who the voice of Toka Rezar was though? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the same guy. I just read that too. He's the guy that did the voice of. I'm going to do an impression in a second. Mm-hmm. Do you want me yes. to say it? Or you want to do the impression? Megatron. No, you could do it if you want. Yeah, it's Megatron. Oh. So, do Megatron. Starscream. Oh my god, <laughs> that was really good. Are you okay? Marcy's face right now. You know, do you need some I, water? I'll do. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do after this prime. Megatron, <gasps> please don't do this. You don't know what you're doing. Do it for Cybertron. <laughs> you actually, you, you you went and did a few paragraphs there. That was really that was like proper acting. That wasn't just like that wasn't just like like a sound bite. Oh god! Optimus Prime was in video. Room. We should release the video of Marcy looking at the two of us right now. <laughs> She's never been more disappointed in her yeah. life choices in her life. You know, it's just like, why? You like ever why wonder, am I like, talking to these why did old I guys? <laughs> Holy moly. What a time. It's my birthday, Marcy. You're doing Happy birthday. <laughs> it's just like when you go out for your friend's birthday and they get super yeah. drunk and you're like, why did I come out with you two? <laughs> <laughs> a whole long ploy. I just wanted to do Transformer voices with Dirk mm-hmm, and have you watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank yeah. you. Uh, Ravage. Ravage. Can, can I say, we talked about the whoa, junkyard whoa, whoa. a little bit. <laughs> Hold on, stop, Martha. <laughs> what just happened? I did sound wave. Oh my god! Uh, a bunch of little boys. Okay, who else do you do? Jerk. Now do uh, do oh star screen. Do star screen. My face. <laughs> I can't. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> my cheeks hurt from laughing. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> 
Go on, Marcy. What were yeah. you saying? So, Jesus Christ, but we were talking about <laughs> the junkyard earlier. Yeah. Yes. And this time, since I've seen this movie now, since rewatching this, uh, the junkyard reminded me of Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, that was cool looking. Very Which, junk- what, which junk? What were we talking about? Which bit? Sorry, the junkyard. The junkyard where they go and save Raph, and then the they're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It made mm-hmm. me think of Thunderdome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look. Okay, I yeah. Did he- <laughs> brush, brush off my comments some more. Why don't you? <laughs> I, I was. Oh, I just, I was just about to brush off my comments. Give me a second. I'm just about <laughs> to formulate a response that 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 actually thought about what you said in a in in, in a mature conversational way. That's all I was doing. That's all I was doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's good my to be favorite back. bit, my my favorite mm. bit in the junkyard mm-hmm. is that little that little man splitting it with his bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he just I mean I, in that moment when you see splitting it with his bow and arrow, I just want to give him a big, big kiss. I want to give him a big kiss. And we know, and we know he's hygienic because April said he's the cleanest one out of all of them. The rat's the cleanest one. Yeah, that line <laughs> the cleanest one. Oh god, I could watch him. I could watch him fire arrows all day. <laughs> so glorious, he is incredible. I mean, you should make him the new Hawkeye and see. That would be so good. That would be so good. <laughs> Dirk, did we talk about your favorite scene? I think I think my favorite scenes are, are probably everything. I mean, it's do you know what? It's it, it's hard because there's not many scenes in it, is mm. there? There's oh. not many. It moves so quickly. Marcy sent us a text um, yesterday, <laughs> the other day, didn't she? Eight eight minutes. Yes, and I, I must admit, I must admit, I felt the same when I when I put it. I was like, yes, eight eight minutes. But the quote well, was eighty eight minutes. Holy shit, this is amazing, <laughs> or something like that. Now we have to put an e tag on this episode. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, but it flew by it it flew by and and what i really liked about it was i know there's a lot of people that complain and say well you don't they don't use their weapons i don't really care that they mm-hmm. don't use their yeah. weapons because they you see them doing action you see them doing lots of ninja, you know fighting and doing re- those suits again and how they do the the moves in those suits i'm looking at every time they do like a backflip i'm going are the wires there or are they really doing a backflip it's it, i think it's so impressive that those those suits exist that they look so good and that they can do actual martial arts in them and all I the agree. fight scenes are and all and all the fight scenes are fun all right they're they're slightly um pg'd and they're, they're a bit um, tongue-in-cheek. But I had a good time watching every single one of them. Yeah. So I just, I just, honest to goodness, it um, exceeded all my expectations on this watch. And I know we, we try and talk about stuff we love. And so we were always trying to be positive because we want to we, we create a positive environment and something that's nice, you know, feeds positivity out into your ears when you're listening. But I did. I had a really great time just with this whole oh, thing wow mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. turned him around, turned him around. <laughs> look at it look at yeah. this happening a 180 180 the, the, the only thing that that upset me or, or put me off was how badly people were eating pizza in the first two minutes of the film. 
like I've, like they've never seen a pizza before like they didn't oh, know man. where it went in their mouth they didn't know where it went in their mouth how big it should be when they put it in their mouth and like what was you, going on you know what it made me think of maybe mikey you know this i don't know if dirk knows this but um in do the right thing their the budget is not a lot in that movie so they had to use the same pizza the whole movie so oh, as the movie goes on that's why that pizza looks worse and worse okay and that's that's what that was making me think of like man these pizzas look disgusting and then i was like it's probably like do the right thing where they just like this is like three week old pizza but that's what the budget has so yeah if you watch do the right thing and you're like man does like the same one they keep cutting the same one they keep throwing in the box it is the same pizza the whole movie and yeah it looks it gets so gnarly by the end of the movie and that is why because it's the same freaking pizza well if you rewatch this you don't even have to look closely they are just holding a pizza box really yeah i mean that's what they do and do the right thing though for most of it too it's so funny like new york representative you know just so funny i don't know it is just so funny because like how can you mess up pizza that's how you mess up pizza It's like those people in the in the opening vignette have never masticated before, or or or, 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 or put their teeth together before. I have no idea what they were doing. No idea what they were doing. Um, so oh, one of the other things I liked was the uh, the the abandoned subway station. They had a change. They had a. I like the continuality. They had to find a new mm-hmm. hideout because the foot yeah. knew where they were. So they went to. A, they found a new like. Yeah, you know, Honestly, this movie, like, I know, yeah. like, they're literally, they're only a year apart, but it it picks up right where the first yeah. one ends, mm. basically. And I, I really like that a lot. You know, mm. it wasn't like 20 years later or something like that. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of, that, that's part of the, the, the problem with the Casey issue, isn't it? Mm. And, and the yeah. April issue. Because it feels like it's literally just when the last movie finished, doesn't it? Literally when mm-hmm. the last movie finished. But I don't know. I was happy. I had a good yeah. time. Well, I'm more. I'm Casey more. Casey had to go to witness protection after you know mm-hmm. shredding Shredder. So <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's killed someone. He's not. Shredder's alive. There should be a post credit scene with April calling and be like, "You can come yeah. home now." <laughs> he's in the third one. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, uh, in a way, in a way, she couldn't have him around the house could she because the turtles are everywhere stinking mm-hmm. it up it's not like they can have private time or anything like that is it so he was probably like i'll stay with my mum for a bit and when these turtles have moved out mm-hmm. i'll come back i bet casey's place was just as dirty as her place with the oh. turtles are i bet kidding? any money it was a cesspit it was worse than that wasn't it it was absolutely <laughs> disgusting i mean we talked thought last time casey gets his meals from the trash can and that's it you know awful his, his place would stink <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I want to talk about traditional pre-fight donuts because Ooh. jelly donuts are a big part of this movie. <laughs> and that always made me laugh when I was little, like watching them eat those donuts and then them figuring love- out that the, the stuff yeah. wasn't it. Yeah. yeah. Shredder lost it happened too. He's like, all right, I'll honor Oh, this. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's so sweet. You brought them donuts? Okay. <laughs> like- <laughs> but, but Shredder, Shredder and Tatsu let a lot of things happen in this film, don't they? <laughs> They just kind of stand around the whole time, not doing anything, and let the Foot Clan do it. But I loved those Trojan donuts. They were like, <laughs> weren't they? We'll smuggle. So they smuggle the turtles with the help of the the scientists. Smuggle some antidotes into the mutagen for uh, Toka and Razor to try and turn them back into animals. And that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's Michelangelo's idea. I love that it's Michelangelo's mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> yeah, he's so sweet. He's so sweet. 
Oh, man. I just love that they do call it, though. They're like, care for a traditional pre-fight donut? And they, like, <laughs> shove, they make Michelangelo go take the box over to them. It's so good. It's so iconic. Like, every time mm-hmm. I think of this movie, I think of donuts. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to mention one other thing, because I did get to say, like, Shredder, you know, being funny with babies they're just babies um <laughs> I, I love splinter at the end whenever he's watching the news and the turtles get a shout out from the scientists and he's like idiots yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i crack up at that the line it's delivery so funny. i know <laughs> idiots <laughs> the line oh so good <sighs> and he's just like he's had enough He's he's had enough of these kids. <laughs> fifteen years old. God, imagine that April living with four fifteen-year-old turtles. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no wonder she wants them out. No wonder. Who she wants posters them out. of uh, who was that model? I don't know. I oh man! I also I, have I, to mention that that couple, that older couple, that like whenever like uh, Toka and Reza are like out destroying the city. And the husband's like, what should we do about that? And the wife's like, let them get their own cab. And she oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my terrible New York accent. That was good. I'm so sorry. I love I love New York represented that way. I like I like some of those interactions. <laughs> like, yeah, you could get your own cab. Like, they don't even care what and it reminded me of our conversation of the first movie where I was like, Does no one notice Raph in a trench coat? And Mikey's like, listen, I'm from New York. No, we don't notice mm. shit there. Like, and I'm sorry, I said shit again. So we're definitely mm. getting the E-tag on this. <laughs> Was that that's uh, Michael Pressman's mum and dad? Oh, okay. Yeah, director of this every, movie. Yeah, this so movie, every, every time you see something that doesn't make sense, it's a cameo <laughs> by a turtle or, 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 <laughs> or the director's parents. The director's parents. Uh, yeah, and the director was the director is her boss now in the mm. TV studio. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's all yeah, lot lot a lot of those sort of things. But yeah, I had a I had a brilliant time. Mm. I was really glad to watch it again and and correct my Whoa, opinion. I just think it was perfect. I think I could happily watch this again and again. Um, probably I wanted to watch it with Betsy. I wanted to stick it on with Betsy, and who's my eight year old daughter, and just to see what she thought about it because I just thought it's such a good time. It's such a good mm-hmm. time and a lot of fun in it, um, and definitely. A different movie to the first one, but I enjoyed it. I really did. I'm happy. Thank you, happy. <laughs> Mikey, thank you for sharing your birthday present with us. <laughs> you continued it going. Think about that. Now, <laughs> I was 11 then, and uh, what, what is this? 15 years later, I'm celebrating again with uh, with you guys. I'm just kidding. Not 15 years. But thank <laughs> yeah. you for continuing my birthday from, from back then. Ooh. It ain't, ain't no problem. And thank you for... Um, graciously accepting the offer of being a continuing movie mixtape host. This is our birthday salute to you, Mikey P. Thank you. <laughs> when is the Anything art due it- on this? Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was just about to say, if there's nothing else that we, is there anything else that anybody wants to say? Uh, no. Just that our present to everybody is Mikey P. So that Aww. is the continuation of the mix. So you're welcome, everybody. Beautiful. <laughs> That's why she's the boss. Um, but what I wanted then to say in um, before we move on a little bit more was Mikey has been doing some incredible work with the art, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Hasn't he been doing some flipping incredible work with the art? So if you've been listening to the movie mixtape 
for a while you might remember that about probably halfway through the episodes maybe around like episode 20 or something like that mikey it came actually on to was do the, uh, the turtle oh. episode yeah God. the tide ah. changed oh my god the art tide changed oh, i'm wow. telling you bookends man like wow. look at us paul look rudgiff look at us <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. That's right. That's right, Marcy. It was the Turtles episode mm-hmm. too that, that Mikey started doing the art. And he's been doing the most incredible episode art for the podcast mm-hmm. ever since then. And just like blows us away. And I don't know, we're so privileged to have that. Um, but not only that, while while we've been off, mm-hmm. while we were off doing nothing, uh, <laughs> Mikey mm. has been working. Working and grafting and sticking in the hours and making loads of art for episodes that happened before that. So if you keep an eye on our Instagram and if you look at your podcast feed, you might see new art popping up that Mikey has done especially for us. And we've shared a few already on the Instagram and they're just beautiful. They really are, though. Like, we just posted... Well, Dirk posted. I'm sorry. I I didn't do anything with it. Uh, But Dirk posted the shoplifters art. And Mikey, like, I don't know if you saw my message the other day, but one of my favorite painters is Mary Cassatt. And she always paints, like, mother-daughters together. And that's what that reminds me of. Yeah, it's just beautiful. And it makes me emotional because that is, like, one of my favorite scenes in that movie. And... I don't know, Mike, you're just really good at capturing, I think, what I said was the spirit of the movie, but also the spirit yeah. of our conversations, too. Oh, my God. Thank you. What an honor. And thank you for picking good movies, actually, too, with <laughs> lots of scenes to do. Um, I will say, too, about the art, there's going to be one guest that's not me. You could be on the look for that, too. It's really good. And I recruited, so I, I outsourced for, and it's not my daughter this time, but I outsourced one <laughs> person. It's really good. I had this person do it. Maybe by the time we do another episode, we might reveal who that other person is. Mm -hmm. Um, But stay tuned to our Instagram feed, which is the underscore movie mixtape. But before we go on, before we move on even more than that, we need to pick songs Mm. for this film. Who wants to go first? Does the birthday boy want to go first? Uh, All right. Thank you. We did talk about... um, I'm not trying to get like serious here either, but the uh, we talked about no weapons being used in this in this movie, and it bothered me as a kid just because they're ninja weapons, and I wanted the turtles to use them. I think it was um, responsible though because a lot more kids were watching these movies, and I don't know if you know this or not, we have a huge epidemic of gun problems in America, specifically. A lot of that I think comes from you know sometimes I watch these movies and they're hard to watch because it is glorifying. Uh, guns specifically even though there's no guns in this movie um i picked a song i was trying to think of a song that talked about gun control um and i landed on kendrick lamar's xxx he has like a lyrics about gun control and i think it is something you know celebrities i saw something it was like celebrities talking about gun control and then they cut to like a movie of them like just like shooting up things and i think like Mm. watch it like i just did demolition man for like another podcast and like it was just like an orgy of like gun violence and stuff. And it's hard to look at that now and being like, I can see where we got to this problem, I guess. So mm-hmm. uh, this movie kind of, even though it's like cartoony, I think it was smart to not continue that tradition of of using weapons in, in, in their violence. So, and, you know, you can still do a movie like this. And it, the fights, like Dirk said, they were fun. And Kino was explosive. I love like Kung Fu movies because they're like almost artistic. Um, but when I watch people now, like just shooting, it just doesn't doesn't do it for mm-hmm. me anymore. So, 
Yeah. That's my song. I'm just kidding. That was too serious. I'm picking uh, oh, no. MC Hammer's no. Dumps in the Trunk. <laughs> what? Do you know what? <laughs> what I'm really annoyed about about that, Mikey, is that you acted like you weren't going to bother. You acted like when we're talking off, off, off air, before we came on to live TV, you were like, oh, I'm just going to make something up on the spot. And then you did that and shame us. Shame us in front of our families because we're probably going to say something ridiculous like the Care Bear theme. Or something stupid like <laughs> that's great. So, what was it, Kendrick Lamar? Um, XXX, XXX. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's off the album. Damn, Mikey Thank had you. to make up for not doing the synopsis, so he picked well, a great story. I was gonna go into choice. this whole thing, like, I don't know why I'm like monogamous with like who I pick, and so it's like I was an MC Hammer fan back then and not Vanilla Ice, so I was like annoyed MC Hammer wasn't in this movie as a kid, and I was gonna pick an <laughs> MC Hammer f- mo- song, so you're welcome. I didn't pick that. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I go or do you want to go, Marcy? You can go. Mine's stupid, okay. so I'll go last. Fine. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so this film is called The Secret of the Ooze, which um, we never really find out what the secret of the ooze is. <laughs> I think as alluded to at the beginning of our chat, the secret was probably going to be something to do with aliens and, and stuff like that. But I think they... They cut that bit out, made it simplified, so we never really find out what the, su- the secret of the use is, okay? So I've picked a song called The Lost Art of Keeping a Secret by the Queens of the Stone Age because the use managed to retain its secret. Wow. That's my, that's my, that is my pick. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I do it all day. Just do it all day. I know. I, I don't have to go, just so you guys know. <laughs> Come on, say the MC, say the Vanilla Ice song. Oh, gosh. So I just want to like say earlier, Dirk's like, Mikey, don't forget a song. And then there was me going, huh, I also forgot a song. And then I still forgot a song. But uh, I haven't really brought her up yet. But the reason we took a break is I had a little girl and her name Mm -hmm. is Kaya. And we like to do bicycle kicks together. And when we do bicycle kicks, we listen to Bicycle Race by Queen And that is my song choice because that was the last song I listened to before recording. But also it just reminds me of like, I just want to be a little kid and I just want to ride my bicycle. And like, it's like, I just want to be a little kid and watch this movie and have fun. So Mm -hmm. there you go. That's good. Beautiful. That's good. Well, that wasn't bad. That was good. I love that song. It's too nice. I'm not used to being treated this nice on this podcast. My God. (laughs) That's why I was brought on to be, to balance it out. Oh, wait, I just realized I'm going to have to pick a song every week. I'm out. I'm not going <laughs> to. You can thank Ron, the host of one of the hosts <laughs> yeah. of Real Latinas for that. But yeah, so we, we, we've we included that. We pick our song based on the movie. And I mean, Marcy had an incredible idea. What we might do, we might do some stuff with these songs in our Instagram feed. So if you do follow us on Instagram, and keep an eye on our stories and you might see something else going on there. But as well as our Instagram, which is, as we said, the underscore movie mixtape, we also have a email address, which is the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com. And you can write to us and do whatever you like, can't they, Marcy? Can't mm-hmm. they, Mikey? Mm. Uh, do you know what? We might even figure out voicemails at some point. We might figure out. <laughs> might figure Nervous out. laughter. <laughs> 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 but but I've got a surprise for you. 
Oh. We've got an email. Yes. Oh, my a real, gosh. A, a real email. How long has that, that been sent? sitting in there? <laughs> yeah, a long time. It's been cooking. It's been cooking for a long time. <laughs> So it's been it's been sat there for um four months. Oh my god. <laughs> and the guy that sent it, I did I did sort of say, I've got your email, but we're taking a break. So I'll read, mm. <laughs> read it when we come back. And it's somebody uh called uh, uh Philip uh Shanahan, who I know because he is a um a guy I used to wrestle with mm. and um I used to call him Captain Maximum. That was my nickname for him, <laughs> but he was he introduced me to Letterbox back when it first started. Wow. He was a he was one of the oh, first people cool. on Letterbox. Wow. He was he was like it started, and he went, "I've got this beta password or whatever. I don't know what people say in Silicon Valley, but do you want in on this <laughs> new social media site where you rate log your movies?" I went, "Sure, fine." And so I've been on there for ev- pretty much since the beginning. Didn't log movies until probably the last sort of few years but he's been on there from the get-go you can follow him on uh letterbox there's movie boy but spelt like a boy in the sea is it b-u-o-y or b-o-u-y i can't remember which way it is but anyway this is phil's message he says do a dennis Villeneuve mixtape and sob uncontrollably for 90 minutes watching prisoners yes that movie's so good that movie is so messed up though so right up my alley okay yeah i think (laughs) i've avoided that movie because i know it's messed up and (laughs) and so of course if any one of us phil was going to pick that film it would be marcy okay but wait jake gyllenhaal is in that movie and his name is detective loki i'm not even kidding how funny (laughs) (laughs) But I think so I think uh, Dennis. We what was his Denny? Denny, it's Denny. Yeah. Um. What's it? The enemy? Is it the enemy? Yeah, um, we've talked about yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah, we have talked about that, mm-hmm. and obviously he's done that that big movie that David Lynch already did. Um, <laughs> he did Arrival too. Yes. If you can watch Arrival, Arrival and not cry, and then, you, oh, yeah. then, then oh my god! If you can watch Arrival and not cry, you're a replicant from Blade Runner twenty four forty nine, aren't you? Jesus, Mary boy. Joseph, um, just follow him, movie boy, boy you. But we we've talked about doing specific director mixtapes, but we've never pulled mm-hmm. the trigger yet, have we? We had one in mind very specifically. Yeah, we um, did. Do you remember? We it was still... Tony Scott. Yeah, <gasps> I didn't know if you wanted it. me to say it. Sorry. You're like, well, it's fine. You've said it. It was Tony Scott. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but we still we still might do Tony Scott, and we still might do Denny Villeneuve, um, mm-hmm. or we might do a different director. I think we're definitely in the market for mixtapes like that. And we had a few mixtape ideas for certain actors, or somebody else did, who suggested it to us. Tim Hamilton from Seti Bimco. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah, but there. Yeah, thank you, Phil. And yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for being patient. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Should we say what the next mixtape is, Marcy? Yeah. So we have decided we did take an extended break. So our next mix is going to be like the best thing we watched over the break. But we'll shorten that for the sticker on the art. I don't <laughs> know you. what we're going to call this, but that's the gist of it. So. Vacation. I don't know. And Vacation. Marcy's going to go first. Yeah. Maternal. Marcy's yeah. going to go first. Yeah, because I'm a lady, so thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. So 
I had a couple ideas. And then I don't know if you guys remember, I think a couple weeks ago, because I finally got it in the mail. I sent you a picture of a movie and I was like, I'm going to make you suffer, basically. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm going to make you watch this. So I was going to pick a funny movie, but then I was like, no, you know what? I'm ready. Like, I even messaged Dirk the other day. I was like, you ready to have depressing movies back in your life, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't. (laughs) So I am picking from 2022. It's called After Sun. I saw this in January. It is my favorite movie from last year. It is incredibly beautiful. It is a first time movie from Charlotte Wells which is unreal. When you watch it, you like can't believe it's her first movie. And uh, I cried almost the whole way through, so get oh, ready. God, <laughs> oh, boy. Why, why are you doing this to us? I'm not quite sure. We were friends when we started this podcast, and I feel like now <laughs> you're just out to hurt us. Hurt us. <laughs> so after sun, that is going to be... After sun, right? After sun, yeah. One word. After sun. Mm-hmm. That is our next movie pick here on the movie mixtape. I can't this was wait your for that movie from last year. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we might be going. We might be going. Uh, we're gonna. We've decided to maybe adopt a two weekly schedule, a fortnightly schedule, so mm-hmm. just to let you know mm-hmm. that in advance because everybody's lives are busy. There's three of us now, and we're so we're all on the re- parent schedule now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On those mm-hmm. parent times, and oh, we love gosh. we love we love chatting, but we just figured for our the everybody's mental health, we could do it two weekly rather than weekly. So we'll probably see you in two weeks time mm-hmm. with Afterson Marcy's pick. And thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now. Bye bye. Yo, suck on that, you suckers. <laughs> Cowabunga. Podcast hosted by Marcy, Dirk, and Mikey P. Episodes are edited by Marcy and Dirk. Show art by Mikey P. Our logo is from Iron Tooth Design. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape or email us the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com. Just baby.